When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. This is TigerCast, the official podcast of Princeton Athletics. Now here's your host, Craig Saxon. Welcome to the latest edition of TigerCast, the official podcast of Princeton Athletics. Great show today. We will have members of both Princeton soccer teams as they prepare for an Ivy League home doubleheader this weekend. We'll have the women's all-time leading scorer, Tyler Lucy, and we'll have the captain of the men's team, Patrick Barba. We'll also have Henry Schlossberg, a senior defensive lineman for the football team, as he looks ahead to Saturday's final non-Ivy game of the season, a 1 p.m. start at Georgetown. Uh, you can subscribe to TigerCast weekly now uh, by through iTunes or your favorite podcast app by searching Princeton Tigers. Uh, if you subscribe, you'll get these podcasts downloaded each week. Uh, obviously, you can also listen directly on the Podbean app or through uh, or directly on GoPrincetonTigers.com. Before we get to our interviews, let's take a quick look at some of the other key events for the weekend. Uh, starts Friday, a couple of big games in New York City. Uh, one for women's volleyball, uh, the Tigers and Columbia, the only two teams that are off to a 3-0 start in Ivy play. They'll play Friday night in New York City, uh, 7 p.m. on the Ivy League Digital Network. Also, the field hockey team looks to stay perfect in the Ivy League. They're at Columbia as well. Uh, on Saturday, uh, football and both soccer, we'll talk about those. 
a little bit more before our interviews. Women's volleyball completes the New York weekend in, at Cornell. And then Sunday, a few home events if you're around. Uh, the men's tennis team, uh, typically a spring sport, but they play a lot of these fall tournaments. They'll host the Farnsworth Invitational. Two water polo games, 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. 4 p.m. game against the Navy. Uh, and then field hockey taking on Duke. That's a 1 p.m. game. Uh, at Bedford Field, all three of those events on the Ivy League Digital Network. All right, let's start our interviews, and we will start with Tyler Lucy, the all-time leading scorer for the Princeton women's soccer team, uh, a team that that has just gotten off to a terrific start this year, and obviously that's following their Ivy League championship season from last year. And, you know, you remember last year where, you know, Julie Shackford retired after the year earlier, Sean Driscoll comes in and, you know, it was actually, if you remember back, you know, the first two or three weeks, a little bit of a shaky start. And then, you know, this team just kind of got rolling. They were two and three and then uh, didn't lose another game until the uh, second round of the NCAA tournament ran through the Ivy League. And, and then this year, already nine, nine, one and one, the lone loss uh, coming to the second ranked team in the country, West Virginia. Uh, but the tie actually came in their Ivy League opener, a game at Yale. And it's kind of a, a an indication of, of what Ivy League play is like. You know, it doesn't really matter what you do in, in these non-league games, no matter how good you look. These Ivy League games tend to be incredibly tight. And I think that's what Princeton expects this weekend, a uh, home game against Brown. Uh, talk about this a little bit with Tyler Lucy, um, you know, and then also in, in, the, in the following interview with Patrick Barba, the energy that's been at Mislik Field this year has just been incredible, and I think it's been that case, you know, really for for quite some time. But uh, you know, possibly because of of what the women's team did last year, I just think the energy at Robert Stadium has been terrific, and and certainly uh, not a whole lot of home events on Saturday, so an opportunity for a lot of people to to congregate at Robert Stadium and watch a couple of of pretty important. Ivy League soccer games. Uh, it'll start at 4 p.m. with the women uh, on the Ivy League digital network, the 9-1-1 Princeton Tigers taking on Brown. And let's hear now from the all-time leading scorer for Princeton women's soccer, Tyler Lucy. Tyler, before we look into not only this weekend, but, but this season, I'm wondering how much of the success that you've had this year is kind of a, a, a building off of everything you, you guys accomplished last year. Like, how much did last year either uh, provide in terms of confidence or just belief in, in, in what this team was capable of? I think this year is just, you know, kind of a continuation of last year. Um, you know, Sean and Kelly and Mike and Allison coming in, you know, he set such a high standard, and this year we just want to improve on that. Um, and I think that our focus right now is, you know, the next Ivy League game, our next game, and, you know, trying to win the Ivy League and get back to the tournament. Um, and I think that, you know, Sean is just focused on the urgency and our competitive competitiveness in each game. Um, and in everything we do when we're playing the games, we, you know, we find a way to win. I mean, this team is just incredible and in how we, you know, perform, um, you know, there's nothing stopping us, and uh, I just think it's you know such a reflection on how much Sean has um, influenced everybody on this team to you know work as hard as they possibly can. So. 
you know, it, it really is incredible the way, you know, you look at Delaware scoring late, you know, five seconds and then in overtime. <laughs> and then, you know, Lehigh getting the late goal on Tuesday night and winning that game. Is it really, I mean, obviously there's a lot of talent on the team. You, you don't win as many games as you've won without that talent. But really, how much does mindset and confidence and the feeling like, keep grinding away and, and, and we'll find a way to finish this. Like, how much does that come into play in these tight, you know, scoreless games or 1-1 games? I think that, you know, when we're in those situations where the game is close and, you know, we have five seconds left, you know, certain teammates step up. Um, and uh, that game against Delaware, Vanessa just, you know, she had the confidence to take the shot. And I think that this entire team – um, embodies that confidence and that will to win. And I, I just, it's an incredible feeling as a captain. I know along with Jesse, Nicole and Vanessa that, you know, having that ability to rely on every single one of your teammates. Um, it's, it's truly a special, you know, this is truly a special team. And, uh, you know, I think continuing, uh, we want to try to, you know, put away teams earlier and not leave it to the last five seconds. Um, and I think we've been working on that. So, For you, uh, you know, what you've done already in, in your four years, it, it, you know, is, is pretty well known setting program records or goals and, and, and points. But there's so many offensive weapons. I mean, you know, Mimi alone, but, but then the rest of the team. How much pressure does that take off you? Because it, it would seem in a, in a situation, especially in all these tight games, you would think, well, if Tyler doesn't score, you know, how are we going to get our goal? But for this team, it doesn't seem like that's the case. Uh, you know, it seems that there's plenty of offensive options, you know, that uh, obviously you've kind of headlined, but, but it's a team that can get goals in a lot of different ways. Yeah, this, uh, this team is incredibly deep. You can put any single player in and the level stays the same. Um, and, you know, when you can rely on so many players, um, it just the chemistry within the team uh, is so close and so good that uh, it just it's an enjoyable moment when you can, you know, be on the field and you know that you can rely and you're confident in every single one of your players to take the shot, you know, to beat players, to score the goals. Um, so definitely takes the pressure off. You've been now through you're on your fourth year of, of these Ivy league games. And, you know, it doesn't, you know, you go back to your first game against Yale to, to kind of as a reminder to everybody that once you get into league play, it's so different. Every game, every minute is so tight and so important. And, and for a team like Yale to kind of you to get through that game with a tie, how much, how much of a challenge are these Ivy League games? Because you've seen it in the past where a team that maybe didn't have necessarily a great pre-league you know, performance comes out, catches fire, you know, and ends up winning the league. Like, how tight are these games and how important, you know, how tough is it to just to get any wins out of them? You know, the Ivy League games are, you know, they're our entire season. It's what we focus on. And I think that, you know, in any Ivy League game, any team can win no matter what the stats were the year before, the, you know, two years before, um, any team can win on that particular day of the game. And I think, you know, Yale, you know, after we tied, it was a slight setback for us, but I think it's motivated us even more. And we obviously, obviously showed that against Dartmouth. Um, and again, last night against Lehigh, um, even though it's a non-conference game, it still shows that this team, 
you know, with a tie, we can move forward and it kind of just pushes us even more that we need to put these games away. Um, but, you know, with Ivy League games, it's a battle every single minute. Um, it's kind of, you know, reenacting the gladiators. Um, but uh, it, it's every single little play is um, truly important. Um, even in things, during a ball game, anything can happen at any minute. Always you, important. You mentioned the gladiators, and it makes me think of, of you know, the, the movie and the, and the setting, you know, in inside that stadium. And, and, and for anybody who's been at Roberts Stadium, I mean, obviously not quite <laughs> the Coliseum, but the atmosphere and the energy that has been in that building basically since it, it, it started. But, but this year in particular, it seems like it's, it's really – you've really created something special there. How – how much do you enjoy playing there and, and how much does the energy that, that you've gotten in the stands from, from other students, from, you know, friends, family, how much impact does that have on your team? <laughs> it, oh my gosh. It's huge to have so many um, other teams and fans come out and supporting us. And I think that, you know, since last year, we've kind of built up our momentum and even more, you know, more fans are coming back. They want to watch us play because we're doing so well. Um, and when you have that, it just inspires the entire team. And, uh, you know, with the overwhelming support we've had of the crowd, it, you know, often empowers and I think, you know, inspires players to new heights of performance. And uh, when you can have that every single game, uh, it's truly an electric feeling. And I kind of uh, think back to, uh, our first NCAA game, NCAA game against Boston College. And that was an indescribable moment and game. And, you know, just having so many fans, so many people came out. Um, I feel like we need to have that every single game um, and be truly amazing. You guys get Brown Saturday at 4 o'clock, part of a, a you know, men's and women's doubleheader. Brown 1-1 one and one in league play coming into the game. They've played a lot of really low-scoring games, one nothing, 0-0. Do you expect it kind of defense to, uh, to, to be – do you expect their defense to really try to take control of this game and keep it as low-scoring as possible? You know, I think a good defense, um, you know, they're going to be a challenge, but – I think that if we play our style of um, play, that we'll be fine for the game. And, you know, we're motivated. We're on our home field. There's, we're not going to let any team come in and uh, take that away from us. Um, so I think that, you know, we're going to get back to practice and focus. And uh, come game time, we're going to charge ahead. Now we'll hear from Patrick Barba, a senior from San Diego and the uh, captain on the men's soccer team. And, you know, I mentioned with, with Tyler Lucy that, you know, in 2015, when they won that Ivy title, got off to a little bit of a, a shaky start that season. Similar with the men's team, you know, it's it's through two games, uh, they were 0-2 and, and, you know, suffered a, a 3-1 loss to St. John's. And, you know, obviously incredibly early in the season, but at that point you wonder, well, what do you really have here? And, and since then... Uh, Princeton's just been terrific, starting with a, a 3-1 win over a nationally ranked rider team. Uh, the Tigers have gone 5-1-1, including a victory uh, last night against Seton Hall, 3-1 win. Uh, lone loss coming by one goal in overtime on a penalty kick uh, to Villanova. The tie, similar to the women, 
coming in their Ivy League opener against Dartmouth, and that may be really one of the most impressive ties you'll ever see uh, when you talk about Princeton hosting a really talented team in Dartmouth, going down 2 nothing and going a man down, you know, playing 10 on 11 the rest of the way and still finding a way to score those, fi- those, those final two goals in, in the last, you know, 35 minutes of the game uh, to, to get that tie, to get that point, uh, to keep Dartmouth from getting the three points and, and really kind of, you know, keeping good footing early in the Ivy League race. Like every game you want to get out of, uh, get out with three points, but but that's just not going to happen in the Ivy League very often. You're not going to go 7-0-0 in this league that has been so close. You know, Patrick Barber was a member of the 2014 Ivy League championship team, and you go back to that season when they won the Ivy League title. These were the, their last six. They lost their opener to Dartmouth. Then they won 2-1 against Brown, 1-1 tie Columbia, 3-2 against Harvard, 2-1 against Cornell, 3-2 against Penn, 1-0 against Yale. It's an incredibly close league. It is every year. There's no reason to expect it'll be you know, any different this year. Um, and, and so the confidence that I think this team is generating, and, and something that we talk about in this interview, the confidence that this team is generating and, and probably built on, you know, with the win at Seton Hall, in which Seton Hall scored first and then Princeton scored the final three, is certainly going to benefit this team moving forward. Uh, they will follow the women's team. Again, Mislick Field at Roberts Stadium, a 7 p.m. start. Uh, like the women's game, you can watch it live on the Ivy League Digital Network. And let's hear now from the senior captain, Patrick Barba. So, Patrick, I know... Two games into what is, you know, a long season may not seem like nothing, may may not seem like much. But, you know, if you guys go back to those those first two games and and, and you're 0-2 and have scored one goal, like, does do you ever feel the nerves of, of, man, we have to get that first win and and have that feeling back? Like, how... What do you remember about that time after that first week? and, And how important was it Playing a top 25 team in Ryder, getting that win, because it seems like it's kind of spurred you since then. Yeah, that's actually a good question, because uh, I I think it really rings true for me and with a lot of guys, because I think falling 1-0 to West Virginia and then taking a, taking a not great loss against uh, St. John's was just not a great way to start the season for us. And I think we were asking a lot of questions of ourselves and of the team and just kind of, it, it seemed, uh, it seemed like we had, uh, had the right formula, but for some reason, one reason or another, things weren't rolling, going our way at all. And I remember a conversation that I had off the field with, uh, some of our underclassmen. I was like, yeah, what, what can we do? What can the upperclassmen do? What can anyone do to make this better? And he was like, honestly, we just need to keep doing what we're doing and we need to, we just need to win a game. Because that is going to get our confidence up. That'll get everyone going, and it'll kind of spur us on. And which indeed it did. Um, so I think I think a, a whole lot of stuff was in question. It's like you you try not to get on yourself too much, you know, because you know that you're well prepared, that you're experienced, you've been here before. But that still doesn't necessarily take away all the the bad thoughts that you might have about wait this like this might be a really this might not go as well as I thought it would be. Um, and so it, it was, it was a tough start, but one, I think that 
we rebounded really, really well from. I think Ryder was a tough team that we managed well, and you can kind of see how we've done from there. Um, and obviously, Brown coming up is is the next step because we need we need a big Ivy League win to put us put us in the right position going forward. And that's all we can hope for. Yeah, I would have to assume you know that 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 mental edge that maybe you don't have when you're losing, it, it goes both ways that once you get that first win and it starts to build and build, that you get to a point where you had to experience last Saturday against Dartmouth where you're down 2 nothing in an Ivy League game in your Ivy League opener. And, and, you know, it's a pretty dangerous spot to be, but you feel like we can score goals. We can still do this. And, and ultimately you pull out a, a really important tie in that first game. How much of that is just that, that belief that that mental edge that you get from winning those early non-league games? Yeah. I, I think a lot of that, a lot of that is due to confidence. And I, I think a lot of that is due to our previous success. But at the same time, I think there's a good portion of it. That's really innate in the team that we have. I think a lot of the guys that we have are, are generally really positive and have a lot of belief in the system and the things that we do. Um, and I think we can always rely on that and our hard work and, and basically the core of the team that can really turn us around in tough situations. And to your point about Dartmouth, I, it's tough to say because as, as the senior captain, it's like I'm the guy that has to be on all the time and be positive and always have belief. And when we go down two goals, down a man, with 35 minutes to play against arguably the best, one of the best teams of, on our schedule, things, things are looking close to lost, you know? And I think we did an amazing job to really pull together and find a way to scrap and gut a tie out of, like grab a tie out of the jaws of defeat, you know, because taking a loss this past Saturday would have been, would have been absolutely disastrous, but we were able to rally back and get something going. And I think a lot of that is due not only to the confidence of winning games, knowing that we can play with anyone, but also just an innate quality of the team where everyone is just really committed to working hard and knowing that those things aren't going right, that they, that's not to say that they won't go right in the future. So just keeping that positive attitude and and keeping the belief going that, we could actually do this was really important. Yeah, I, you mentioned the Brown game coming up on Saturday, part of a you know women's and men's doubleheader. Um, you know, I, I mentioned I talked to to Tyler Lucy about this also this week. The ever since Robert Stadium w- was built, you know, we've seen energetic, passionate crowds, but this year in particular, the energy in that building has been incredible for, for so many of your home games. And, and you know, I, I think you would you would certainly hope for it again this weekend. Not to mention just playing in, in that kind of stadium. Like, what what do these home games mean? And what does the energy and, and, and the atmosphere of Roberts do for you guys? I think it, it is really a positive factor in, in how play and how you feel, especially on the field. Um, because playing on a state, in a stadium like Roberts, not only is it one of the only really good grass fields that we're, we play on, a lot of our away games are on turf fields that the quality and the bounce is kind of unpredictable, but Roberts, is, the grass field is a, a, a really great place to play, first off. And then just the, the environment that we've gotten and kind of 
the culture that we now have, I think, has taken a bit to taken a while to cultivate, and I know it has been there in the past. And oh, I think we've we've garnered a, a good group of supporters, and I think that that small group is, is continues to grow as I think the women have success, and as we begin to have some success as well. Um, and I know it's a big thing for us to not only be able to celebrate our goals with our, like our goals with the team during games. But I think if we have the fans involved and people, the people behind the goal and guys, like I, I know in games, there's, there's people that I've made eye contact with and it's just like, I think they're cheering and they're like, basically encouragement is something that can really get the team. I think that's helped us so far. And I think it'll continue to help us as, um, as a positive attitude and the, the crowd energy really continues. You, know, you you played ten games on that that 2014 you know championship team. You you lost the opener that year to Dartmouth, um, mm-hmm. and, and then you, you you obviously had the the incredible run at the end. Are there qualities? And and obviously you have a long way to go. But are there qualities or intangibles from that 2014 team that you're seeing or starting to see? come in this group? I I think some parts of us are similar to that 2014 team. And I think some parts are, are fairly different because as you probably know, our 2014 team was based around uh, the current MLS right. prospect, Cam Porter. And I think he was a guy that was our front man and was our goal scorer and was, was our leader in many ways. And so he being the center point of our attack, I think allowed us to, take some, maybe take some breaks, if you if you understand my meaning, in terms of going forward, because he was such a talented player that could do so much that maybe you didn't necessarily have to commit the extra guy or two into the box on a cross because Cam Porter was in there and he was a guy that could go get us a goal. Um, and so I think we're different than that 2014 team because we have so many guys that are are getting dangerous and will continue to get dangerous throughout the season if we're going to continue to have success. It comes from just a whole variety of underclassmen and even some seniors getting into it. I know Brian Costler scored his first career goal against Dartmouth and uh, the eventual, the tying goal in, the, in our 2-2 tie. And I had my first career goal just two weeks ago, you know, as a senior. And I, so I think this team that we have now is, is more well-rounded going forward because we have a lot more options than just one center point that dominates the attack. Um, and in terms of similarities, I would say that the, the big similarity that I find is that the attitude around the team and the confidence and the camaraderie, I think, is there. And I don't think it has always been there in my, in my time here. And so we need to really continue to encourage that sort of positive attitude in the, in the big team environment that I think comes with winning, but comes with being with a group of guys that you can actually connect with and play with and trust. And I think we had that in 2014. And I think if we continue to do our job right, we will definitely have it again this year. Now we'll turn our attention to the football team and look ahead to Saturday's 1 p.m. game at Georgetown, a game you can watch on the guhoyas.com website. Uh, We'll talk to Henry Schlossberg, a senior uh, defensive lineman, player coming off a two-sack performance in that 48-13 victory over Columbia on Saturday in Princeton's Ivy League opener. 
you know, I, I in calling that game on the radio on Saturday, I, I have to admit, you know, eight to ten minutes into the first quarter of that game, when things are really looking a little unsure, and, and I started to wonder, especially coming off the Lehigh win, you know, is this, is this team just not as good as I thought they were, frankly, before the season? I, you know, I, I had pretty high hopes for for this team this year, uh, you know, understanding uh, some of the powers still in the in the Ivy League. But, you know, it just it, this team for for the greater span of, of five quarters just didn't look like, you know, a team that was playing at the level that I thought they could reach. And, and then obviously that changed in a dramatic way, uh, you know, towards the end of the first quarter. And then then obviously specifically in the second and third quarter and they played really as dominant a 30 minute stretch of football as I can remember you know going back to that you know 2013 season that's the last time you've seen a Princeton team dominate the way that team did and and you know you can talk about doing it against Columbia but but especially defensively Columbia has been strong this year and you know for 10 minutes Columbia was there with Princeton every step of the way and then you know, the Tigers imposed their will, especially in the trenches, both sides of the ball, just controlled play. And, and you saw offensively, uh, you know, I thought the best sign of that game offensively w- was how comfortable Chad Kanoff looked, you know, in the past game. You know, you saw it in, in, in bits against Lafayette, less so against Lehigh, but totally seemed in control um, in, in the Columbia game. And then you know, defensively, I just thought everything clicked well. And, and part of the reason uh, was the play of, of Henry Schlossberg, who, you know, has been, uh, and, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Uh, people talk about, you know, having Kurt Haluba back this year and having Tyler Desiree back this year and, you know, all the depth on the line. But, you know, Schlossberg's been the guy who's been getting it done every game for the last two seasons. I mean, he was terrific, an all-Ivy player last year, and, and you know, Bob Sarace made the point before the season, don't sleep on, on Schlossberg and the improvements he's made um, and the kind of player he can be this year. And, and I thought he was dominant right in the middle of that line, such a tough place to be um, to, to really make a huge impact, but he was still able to do it. Um, you know, nothing happening on the ground game for Columbia and then, you know, kind of pushing that pocket back uh, and, and, and keeping you know, Columbia's quarterback, Anders Hill, just off balance the final 45 minutes. And that's what it's going to take again uh, this Saturday. I think it's a, it's a, it's a Georgetown team that, you know, hasn't, I think, played the most challenging schedule, but still is a three and one team. Uh, It's a team that's forced a lot of turnovers and a team that's put up some points, um, you know, within two touchdowns against Harvard last weekend. And, you know, it's an interesting game for Princeton. It's the final non-league game. It's a road game. You know, in some you know, in some seasons, maybe this is kind of a trap game. I just don't see that for this team, especially, you know, two weeks off of that Lehigh game um, and a team that I think still wants to build some real momentum. I don't think they have it at this point. Uh, you know, they played one good game, but it's been a while since this team has, has put together a couple of wins. You have to go back to the first half of last season, and I think... I think you'll have a, a fully motivated team, and I think if, if they execute well, play well in the trenches, you know, I do think they'll have some success Saturday afternoon, but, 
you know, certainly will have to go out and execute well. Uh, as I mentioned, a 1 p.m. start. You can watch it on guhoyas.com. Uh, you list, can listen to the call on 103.3 FM. Uh, and let's hear now from the senior defensive lineman, Henry Schlossberg. Henry, I want to start a little bit on last year. You know, there was there was a lot of excitement around this defensive line last year with with Desiree and Haluba. And, you know, you were kind of talked about as the third guy. And then all of a sudden injuries started happening. And you ended up being the one kind of not only the, the leader of the defense, but but somebody having the, the all-Ivy season. What did you find out about yourself last year? And, and how much confidence did your performance last year, kind of as the leader of that group, impact you moving forward? Um, you know, last year it was definitely it was unfortunate that we that we had so many injuries. But um, you know, getting that experience and, and sort of stepping into a more leadership role definitely I think prepared me and, and, and helped me grow as a player. Um and the other thing is, you know, all all of it is it's in preparation, it's in working hard in the weight room and um I think that's something that I, I, I've learned to appreciate and uh, put more emphasis on too as as I've, you know, grown in my career here. And just continuing that into into senior year is, I think, really where where I get, you know, most of, most of my confidence. Just knowing that I, that I've put the work in and prepared adequately for for the season. I think casual fans, it's hard to see, you know, a lot of the individual work that happens, you know, mm-hmm. in the trenches. I mean, you yeah. you can kind of see who wins and loses the battle, but not necessarily everything that goes into it. When you left last season and and you get those, you know, forty two weeks to prepare, mm-hmm. what were kind of the individual goals that you felt like you needed to accomplish to make to take that next step um one of the the biggest things is just getting stronger um especially at a position like defensive line um being you know adequately strong and being stronger than your opponent is is really helpful and that's something coach verbert talks about a lot um so from from a strength standpoint that that would probably be the the biggest emphasis that i that i put um put on myself in the off season uh, the other thing is, I think I've sort of tried to take my my film study this year um, to to a, you know a little bit of an increased level. I'm um, just getting in Coach Verbert's office a lot more and, and really understanding your opponent and sort of the nuances that that every offensive line has. Because um, when you when you understand that and are, and are more prepared, you're you know going to inevitably play a lot better. A week ago at this time, you know, everyone's kind of looking around after that Lehigh game and wondering, you know, especially about the defense in that front where, where you know, a lot of people thought that was the strength of this unit. And, and obviously Lehigh's very talented. I mean, you, you saw the number they put on Yale last weekend. Yeah. But uh, what did you guys feel either happened or didn't happen in that game? And and, and what was the point of emphasis coming into Columbia? Um, I think we, we definitely got concerned with them having a mobile quarterback and, and played – a, a bit tentatively and, and we're just so so focused on keeping him contained that that sort of might have taken away from other aspects of our game and so going into Columbia the emphasis was on pinning our ears back and, and going and being aggressive and being physical and um, that's something that we've sort of prided ourselves on this entire preseason and we got away from that a little bit in Lehigh but I definitely think our, our mindset and practice leading up to the Columbia game and and what we're going to continue to do the rest of the season is you know Understanding that that we need to, to physically dominate our, our opponents and um, yeah that, that that's what I would say the biggest difference was. You know, you, Princeton has had you know for really a couple of years, kind of a bend but don't break yeah. defensive mindset, and and you you've played pretty well kind of in your own red zone and 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 try to force field goals, but for two quarters 
last weekend, you weren't even bending. I mean, it was. I think you gave up 11 total yards between the second and third quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you? Could you feel something happening? Were you just kind of winning every battle? And and as you're kind of you're you're stopping them and the offense is scoring. I mean, how good is it when when both sides are clicking like that? I mean, it, it's great, and especially when you play a game like that where all parts of the defense were, were really firing on all cylinders because you feed off each other. When the secondary is, is shutting down their receivers, we get extra shots at the quarterback, and then once we start hitting the quarterback more, he starts you know, throwing worse balls, and, and that helps the secondary out. So it really, when you, you feed off each other's momentum, and I think that's when defenses are great and when they start playing well, um, when, when other position groups are able to, to pick each other up. And um, it's not you know one line of the defense being being great it, it's everybody working together um because the defense is connected and and when one when one does well inevitably the other's going to also succeed can you sense when the other when the quarterback is is looking around when, when he's when he knows that rush is there i mean it felt like around the third quarter yeah. that hill was not comfortable yeah. throwing that ball can you sense it on the field oh absolutely um you know, he's the quarterback will start tucking balls that he otherwise would have maybe tried to step up into into throwing lanes. And when you when he feels pressure that he maybe would have tried to scramble um, earlier in the game, he sort of starts to hesitate a little bit. Um, but but absolutely, I think when when you're able to get after a quarterback like we did and like we need to do in order to win, um, yeah, you you notice it pretty quickly. It had been a while since you've been able to celebrate a road yeah. win. How good was it to get on a bus and go home and? And feel good and, and kind of carry that hopefully momentum into next weekend. I mean, it felt great. That that's why you play the game, you know. Um, there's no better feeling in the world than winning a football game, and um, it sort of makes all the work and all of the effort that you put into a preseason and an off season um, worth it. So felt great. You try to get another one now this coming weekend. I know uh, you know you mentioned before we started this. You, you've seen a fair amount of film on Georgetown. Um, you know. Th- Three and one, you know, this is not the same team that Princeton faced, you know, four years ago and won fifty to twenty-two. Uh, offensively, you know, what about them stands out? Um, I mean, they they've got a they've got a really you know complete offense. They're going to try to run the ball just like every team is, and that's sort of the the first thing that Coach Salgado and Coach Verbit preach is stopping the run, um, because once you do that, you know, you basically make them one-dimensional. And um, that's sort of something we, we take into every game. But, you know, watching them on film, they're, they're definitely an opponent that we need to respect, just like we need to respect all opponents. And um, they, they do some good things. They've been able to, to have some big plays. And uh, that's an, another, I guess, sort of tenet of our defense is minimizing big plays. Um, so when you play an offense that has weapons um, that can create those, like most of the teams we play do, right. uh, focusing on that definitely, um, you know, increases our chances of winning. TigerCast is a production of the Princeton University Athletic Department. You can subscribe to TigerCast on iTunes or catch new episodes every week by visiting GoPrincetonTigers.com slash TigerCast. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.